Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. This special foreplay post-masters reaction episode is brought to you by our friends at Bomb Tech. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. This episode of Foreplay is also brought to you by... Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. R-E. When you check out to save $5 on your next order, that's F-O-R-E. Uh, shop beer, wine, and liquor on Drizzly.com or the Drizzly app. The best selection and best prices delivery to your door. The most important thing in your bag or golf cart are beers, so use, make sure to use the Drizzly app uh, with their wide selection of beers and use the Drizzly app. All right, it is about 9.30 p.m. Masters just wrapped up a couple hours ago. It was wild. Uh, for anybody that stuck around for our pre-show, or our pre or post-game show, excuse me, uh, we're still in Augusta. We were right down the street. Somebody that was not right down the street that was uh, actually at the event and is very giddy, unbelievably <laughs> giddy to talk Woo! about. Woo! <laughs> Our boy, Frankie Borelli, the pizza maker. I'm not going to lie. He just told us right before we came on, he said, I'm not drunk. I only had one beer, but I'm just so giddy about this. I could have, you, I thought you were shit-faced when you came in. I don't know what's going on with me right now, but we're going to get into that. I, I feel like I'm in an, an, another universe right now. I really feel like I'm in another universe. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, if you're more just a foreplay person and not necessarily a stoolie, Frankie Borelli is one of our coworkers. He's our... Uh, our co-worker slash kind of boss, Dave's right-hand man. He's been on the trip with us all week. He got to go into Augusta all day today. Went in at about, what, we're going 7.30, Frankie? 7.30, yep, through the gate. Oh, and quickly, for anybody asking, hey, why weren't the foreplay boys in on in Augusta on Sunday? We were working. This was a work trip. Uh, Dave Portnoy would have shit all over us if we went in and missed right. covering all that stuff. So that's why we weren't in there. We gave our passes to our good friend Frankie Borelli, and he had himself a goddamn day. Yep. So Frankie was in there. All day, uh, obviously there's a ton to cover. We had an unbelievable finish, went to a playoff, Sergio Garcia, all of that. But Frankie, let's start 
with you. Let's start just kind of at the beginning of your whole day. What was your mindset going in? Like, all right, this is Sunday. I got all fucking day to myself. Yep. What's you, the approach? You woke up as early as possible and you had a couple of chairs that you were going to put down. What was the strategy going into the day? So I had uh, all business Pete the day before he went into the uh, course and he had grabbed me a chair. That was like, that was my brain work and saying, I'm going to have someone pick me up a chair the day before. I'm not going to have to waste time getting there earlier and having to wait on the huge line inside the uh, pro shop to get a chair. So I had a chair walking in 730 when the gates are supposed to open. And uh, me and Riggsy are walking in, and little do we know that the gates probably opened at like 4 a.m. because there was 10,000 people on the golf course. Like, there was already 15 rows deep on every single hole that you would want to put your chair down. And I'm like, what am I going to do? It was actually shocking because we looked it shocking. up. Shocking. Like, hey, gates yeah. opened at 8. We got there at 7.30. Literally, it looked like the place like it was about to close. Everyone, all those chairs are all day. Crazy. Like, all those meet. chairs are chairs are seasoned veterans who know like look well, at these newbies wait until 8 a.m. to try and come in and put the chairs we were on. the total schmucks yeah they were like no yeah. no gates don't open until eight guys like no well what i found out later in the day was all those chairs are mainly um members and like people from cbs and stuff like that so if you really look at the names like they were all like it was like i said like players so it was like gary player's entire family had like a whole row around 18 gotcha uh, and like another one would just said cbs and like they had two sections worth um and Condoleezza Rice had like 50 seats. Like, why does Condoleezza Rice need 50 seats behind 18? It's like <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, Frank, so. He went from a high to fucking pissed yeah, off about yeah, Condoleezza yeah. Rice real yeah. quick. So I got I, something I want to say about yeah. Condoleezza Rice. That, that, was, that was the low point of the day. So we'll, we'll get all to the high points. Uh, yeah, so that was the strategy was to um, get the chair. So I ended up putting a chair at one. Um, I figured you always want to just see the guy to start off. You want to see your favorite golfers. You just want to see him up close. Yeah, and I thought that was actually a good play because you get to see the introductions. Yes. You know, guys are coming on. It's cool. It's monumental. Everyone's got a little bit of nerves, but it's also like everyone's got a clean slate on the first tee. Right. And did you notice what they say when how they get everyone's attention? Yeah, it's different. They say four. They say four. Yeah. Phil Mickelson now driving. I thought that was very odd. Have they always done it that way? I'm now, sure drive, now driving felt like not golf lingo to me. Like... It didn't feel right. Now driving, like now should be like now teeing it up. Yeah, like now stepping to the tee, Phil Mickelson. Like that feels like the Masters to me. Like now, Phil Mickelson now driving. Yeah, the British Open they got the guy that's like next on the tee. Yeah, Mickelson. Yeah, that was that guy just retired. I think so. We're not going to hear more of that. Unfortunately, yeah, that was a little weird. The, the whole four thing. Uh, yeah, every I mean every five seconds they're screaming four. So so we know. we left you at like what one o'clock ish. Yeah, when we were waiting in line to get our picture. Yeah, I had grabbed the picture early because the line was insane. Yeah, it was like an hour-long line to get a picture taken in front. We're going to have that picture out this week, which is going to be a good contrast to the Times Square snow golfing boys. Yeah. yeah. But So we leave you at, like I said, 1 o'clock-ish. The leader's going off at 3. I sat there from 12.35. Whenever Phil teed off, I think it was in 12, 12.30 range to the whole 2.30. I sat there. From Phil to the end, uh, the last group. So I, I sat there for a while. Any funny I, comments from any of the golfers? Like, were they like Spieth and Fowler were really like talking it up? Like, and and uh, actually, the only like comedy and like co- comedic relief with the whole tension that was uh, that is Sunday at the Masters. The guy who was announcing them goes up to them, uh, Spieth and and Fowler, and he goes, "You kids ready to play some golf?" And everyone like <laughs> ate it up. They're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> these are the young guys." 
Yeah, he said it very, very loudly so everyone could hear, and the whole place like erupted. He knew what he was doing. Oh, he's like, "You kids ready to play?" And he didn't do that for anyone else. Like they were so professional. And uh, yeah, so that was everybody, a good moment. so everybody comes through one. And then, well, then where did you buzz over? So to? everyone comes through one. I watch Sergio tee off. I shoot over to three um, green, and I just it, that one was packed. Mm-hmm. And I I waited for uh, the Spieth group to come through. So I saw them there. I watched them tee off at four. I followed them up to the tee box, and then I shot over to six. Four was playing brutal today. Yeah, four was tough. I didn't see the whole hole, though. I basically just watched them hit it and, and ran to six because we had walked by six the day before, yep. and we're like, this hole is out of control. I don't know if it shows on TV. Did, did you notice today if it shows as much as it does on no, TV? No, it's not even close. We talked, and Pete brought it up earlier, too. We were like... You can't tell. We've been there, obviously, the last couple of days. We saw all the undulations in the greens and stuff like that. You cannot tell. It feels TV. like a 15-foot drop. On yep. on TV is not even close in person, just so people understand. It legitimately, like, if you saw that there's a huge mound in the middle of the sixth green, if you saw that at another golf course, you'd be like, that's like, that course. And the pin that. is that's ridiculous. But directly because, on top of the mound, which yeah, is just brutal. It's like a putt-putt. It's like literally right. like a like a fake, silly putt-putt golf course right. and or golf green, and there's just a gigantic mound in the middle of it. Like, right. gigantic. So I, I ran over there, and, and I'd say the last, like, five or six groups were walking up to that at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm not gonna really follow Spieth and Fowler. I, I noticed that they were they were playing. I think Spieth like dropped a, a stroke right away and right off the bat. Spieth yeah, it just well. wasn't like it just it wasn't feeling like a day where I was gonna just follow them around. I didn't want to like waste my time with that. That's so ca- like, that's Caddy Frankie like having a feel for what's going oh, on. Oh, Caddy! But, but, but Fowler was playing like you didn't know Fowler was out of it until like later in the day. So I could have taken a risk there, but I just. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make up my mind of what I was going to do, so I just decided to just walk around the whole course. But before that, I met some stoolies. Actually, um, I didn't even like get their names. They just said pizza maker, and they <laughs> pulled me up to a spot on the ropes so I could see the six green right on the ropes behind maybe three people who had chairs. It was it was behind one of those um, TV broadcast towers, so there was not much room for people to be in front of you. So I was like in the shade watching the last six groups come through six, watching everyone just get dominated by that hill. That was so amazing. <laughs> and that was the first time I watched Sergio. I waited for Sergio. That was the first time I, I was like, I'm going to wait for the final group this time. I let Spieth and Ricky walk past me, and I actually stayed instead of running to the next hole like everyone else was. Okay. And once that happened, I'm like, I think I just broke the chain of like following Spieth and Fowler, yeah. and I sprinted right to like amen corner. Like if you had followed them there, you were following them the rest of the right. day. Right. So I ended up sprinting. That was a big moment for you. It was huge. Because they both had missed the green, Fowler and Spieth, on that hole. Yeah, they and, both had like short, both, right, yeah, shit short. shots. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go straight to Amen Corner. I'm going to start watching, like, even like the random people. I'm going to start watching anyone that comes through. I'm just going to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be my favorite golfers anymore. So I went to Amen Corner. I uh, watched for about an hour, I think up to like the Schwartzel group. Um, that was great. Um, perfect weather, perfect scenery, not a cloud in the sky. Amen Corner looked insane today. Um, not a lot of scoring in that in that part. No, of the, it was uh, like a little disappointing. Yeah, because usually Amen Corner provides chaos, and right. drama. Right. Shout out to Jordan Spieth last year and also this year. Right. But this year it was kind of the leaders kind of cruised right through it. I mean, Sergio did three jack the eleventh green from like a hundred feet away. But outside of that, I mean, they both I think Rose and uh, Sergio both hit it like right in the middle of the green. Just two putts. Could you feel that on the course? It kind of felt like nobody was really making a move. Everybody's kind of jockeying around the same place. Yeah, we really thought that Rose was going to run away with it because yep. when you're looking up at the scoreboard, you see Rose just like, I think he was just at eight very, very solidly. And and then um, 
you just saw Sergio on a downward path. He had just made two bogeys in a row. We're like, oh, boy, here we go. And then on 11, we couldn't really see what was going on, but we see Sergio in the woods for like an hour. He just kept stepping away from his ball. I don't know if they showed that on TV, but he was he was in between the trees yeah. trying to set up his... Uh, on which hole? On 11. On 11, he was over in the trees forever trying forever. to get like ever swing and all that because he had to... I don't know if you guys could tell from over there, but he was like directly behind a tree and he decided to go left of it and cut it yeah. up there. So he had to like basically start it into the trouble. It actually and, was like, a pretty good shot. Cut it out of the trouble. Yeah. It was a great shot. And then he, he screwed up his pitch. he screwed up his chip. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he put it and he like hit it like 15 feet by and three. Yeah. But that was um so I watched all that um and I ended so at this point you're standing basically behind like that that whole area behind the 12th tee. Yes, uh, in in a grandstand. Okay. Oh, gotcha. You're in, in the grandstand, grandstand behind twelve. Is that where you are? Yes. Okay. So, so then, so this is exa- this is what happened. Tell us what happened, Frankie. Bef- two groups before Ricky Fowler and Spieth, I I jet out of the grandstand. I think I had to go to like the bathroom or something, and I knew that uh, Spieth just came off the board. Completely, they took yeah. his name off the board. We're like, this is bullshit. Not a good sign when they just. Take I'm like, I am not waiting board. around here for these two to come. It's these guys are over. I go to like a concession stand to go get like my fifth egg salad out of this uh, out of the master's concession stand. The best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. I had like 15 sports drinks. <laughs> Unreal. I I head over to 16, and I see the grandstand on 16. Uh, this is right above the 16 T, and I uh, spot. The usher saying, like, is there one? Is there one person? I'm like, I'm one. I'm, he, he has a spot for me right up top, right above the, t- uh, the tee box. And I sit down next to these very fine southern gentlemen who were very happy for me to sit there. They, apparently, <laughs> like, they didn't like the person I was sitting there before. And what do Big you know? Here, here comes fresh face pizza know, maker. Yeah, what do you know? The next group that's coming up to the tee is um, uh, Kucher. So it's like. No. Yeah. Which we're going to tease. Hold on. How do you get... This sounds like a great experience that you're inside the event. How do you get inside the event? You could buy tickets with our friends at SeatGeek. Wow. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there's a simpler way to buy. With SeatGeek, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to your favorite team's games. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed with baseball starting up. The NBA, obviously the Masters was awesome. NHL playoffs approaching. SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have a SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. Trent and I used it on Tuesday to get into the Masters. The Masters is awesome, as Frankie's telling you. He's about to continue to tell you. You want to go to cool events, you got to use SeatGeek to get there. It's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. To get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with full confidence. Doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, theater tickets available as well. Best of all, our listeners get 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. That's 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do is go download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code 4, that's F-O-R-E. That's the promo code 4 for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Frankie? Okay. So, I sit in the grandstand above 16, and um, 
from the 16 grandstand at the tee box. You can see the tee box of 16. You can see the green of 16, obviously. But then you can also see – you can also perfectly see the 15 green right across from you. It's like amazing how well you can it's see like, the 15th from there. It's almost as if the grandstand on 16T should be the grandstand for the 15 green. It's, yeah. it's, you're that close. Yeah, I think like we had said all throughout the week that 11 and 12, probably the best place to sit – but then I might have changed my mind and said, if you sit where you're sitting yeah. on 16, that's, I mean, you want to yeah. see some action in the tournament. The only thing you can't spot. see is the 15 fairway, like yeah. as much. You can see a little bit of it. But so like, you don't know who's hitting. Well, you can't see them hit in, but you kind of have a vibe right. for who's hitting right. just because people are like, yes. whispering. Yes. So Kucher steps up and everyone's doing the cooch. And he was on a run at that point. He had just made, I think, like three birdies in a row. When you're looking at the board, it was like he was even all day. I think he started even. And it was like minus one, two, three. And then he gets a 16. And all of a sudden, he puts this ball in the air. And all catty eyes Frankie sees this thing on point. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that looks nice. But you don't think anything other than that's like a nice shot. That's all you think. You're like, this thing's just looking okay. Like, you're like, this is on its right track. No way do you think what's about to happen is going to happen. It hits the ground, right side of the, right side of the pin. Goes back. Well, I still haven't rewatched this yet. I still haven't seen it. This is just from my memory. Straight it, memory here from Frankie. It looks like it checked Old up. Old caddy eyes. It looked like it checked up a little bit and came back from right to left. That's exactly what it did. And it starts rolling, rolling, and I'm like, it's going to happen. <laughs> Boom. It dropped, and I just blacked out. <laughs> like, I swear I made a noise that I was so embarrassed. I got so embarrassed of my actions that this now further shows how on point my decision-making was that I actually got up. So who does that? Who sees a hole-in-one? It was the greatest moment of all time. Like who, who, first of all, it was a, a hole-in-one on 16 on Sunday at the Masters. Which put, That's unbelievable. Which put him at minus five. Put him at, in tied for the, third place. Yeah. yeah, the leader was at minus eight. That was the sneaky part is usually when these guys get hole-in-ones in these tournaments, it's like the guys that teed off at like 8 a.m. on Sunday and right. like no fucking shot. This cooch, that put him into like, it looked like he could get into the clubhouse at Six, seven under potentially mm-hmm. if he birdie the and that was like that might have gotten him into a playoff. It felt right. like at the time. And on my way to the sixteen grandstand, right before that, I, like I said, I grabbed like two sports strings, so I had to like piss my pants. So unidentified sports strings. So right after that hole in one, I thought I was going to piss my pants. Like I was so excited, I was like holding myself. <laughs> it's so, a miracle you didn't piss your pants when the ball right. dropped. <laughs> I know because I was just loose. <laughs> you just let all your bodily yeah. functions go. So right <laughs> at <laughs> pissing, right pissing at, all over. <laughs> <laughs> right after the hole-in-one, I run to the bathroom, and then I go back to Amen Corner for a second, and that's when I see Sergio in the hole, in the uh, in the woods. So I had missed Spieth, his collapse. Yeah. So I saw Sergio do that, and then I run back to the 16 grandstand, got another nice spot, because when you're single at the Masters, it is so easy to maneuver yourself. It's insane. Like, there was a group of four that was waiting for the grandstand. I walked right past them and got an amazing seat on 16. That's awesome. Insane. I, got, I did it twice. Like, I, I walked past, like, maybe 15 people waiting for the grandstand because I was a single. That's incredible. Like, like I, don't know why people, I don't know why people just don't say they're singles and just go up. Like, people legitimately missed the Kucher hole-in-one because they didn't say they were single. Like, I would have just went up there. But anyway, so I go up there, and I'm sitting there for, I'd say, five or six uh, groups. I think it was, like, Paul Casey, the Adam Scott group. Um, I saw the uh, Ricky group come through, and now they're coming down 15 um, and going through 16. So we're waiting for Sergio at this point because now we see the leaderboard, and it's just Sergio. How aware are you guys of what was going on through, like, Amen Corner? Because Sergio, you know, bogeyed 10, bogeyed 11, barred 12, and then hit it 
what looked like should have been like out of bounds on 13. Yeah, Rose and Sergio both made par on 13, but they were ve- they were very different pars. Yeah. Yeah, we did not I never saw 13 through like 15. I didn't okay. see 12 through 15 for them. Like okay. the beginning of 15. Um but we saw on the scoreboard that it was looking like Rose was going to take it. Yep. But we knew that Sergio- And what what was the vibe like? Were people rooting for Rose or like No, we were all rooting for it to just be a match. Okay. I think right. at the point no, it was like it was the same thing in the house. It yeah. was 8 it was uh, minus eight to minus six at the point when he came up to fifteen, I believe. Yep. And uh, or no, minus seven, right? Because yeah, so yeah, but no. So here's what happened: was Sergio birdied fourteen. Okay. And right, right, right. Rose actually had to make like a pretty decent putt, I believe, for par on fourteen, something like that. Right. Like, so they're on when they walked into fifteen, they were Sergio was down one. One. Right. So now I'm sitting on. I'm still in the grandstand with this perfect view of 15 and there's a camera guy to the right of us. So what we decided to do was we couldn't tell when a ball was struck on 15. We just kept seeing balls like dropping out of the air. We're like, this kind of sucks because you don't know when the ball's like in flight. And we noticed that the cameras all watched the ball coming in. So whenever we saw the camera guy looking inside his camera and he pointed at the sky, we'd all look up and I don't want to say it again, but caddy eyes, Found this shit. No, you definitely didn't want to say that. Single time, and when the Sir, we didn't at the time. We didn't really know that Sergio hit this ball on fifteen. Okay, we figured it was him because we were doing the math that he was hitting the ball further all day, and he so had he to have hit second, right? Which is correct, right? And this ball comes flying in on fifteen, hits hot on the green, and just one hops the pin. Sits maybe what what was it ten feet yeah something like that mm-hmm. and we all went bananas not knowing who it was the other side of the of the of the green knew exactly who it was and they were going crazy so we're like it has to be Sergio has to right because they wouldn't be going that crazy for right. the guy that's already in the lead right they because if the be guy who was already in the lead was putting for eagle the the, the match it's would like, be over yep. it'd be ten to seven no one would want that right so he walked it was amazing we see. Sergio, we see we see Rose go to the left and Sergio go up to the green and we all went nuts because like, <laughs> that was the first the first confirmation, confirmation that that was his ball. Yeah, and um, it's amazing that you guys knew it hit the pin because even the announcers just wouldn't. We had the side say angle. The we had the side angle. Gotcha. Like if, if you were looking at it straight, on, I could see it being very hard to see what the hell happened because it was just so bang bang. They showed it in slow motion and it hit. One of the announcers was like, "Oh, that clearly hit the pin," and the other announcer was like, "I don't know, maybe." It was, it was weird. Like, it hit me. But you couldn't tell in real time no. on TV. You couldn't tell at the pin. Yeah. It looked like it just hit near the pin and spun. Yeah. yeah. It was great. So, um, so then he buries that eagle. Which was awesome. From our- Don't jump the gun, Trent. Yeah. I, does- I thought we were. I'm sorry. He does bury the shit out of that eagle. And that was one of like the greatest sport moments I've literally ever seen. Because I felt like I was inside like a Tiger Woods moment. I know it's not a Tiger Woods moment. But I was like, I'm at the Masters. I just saw a hole in one. I have like 15 sports drinks in me. I am hyped up on like <laughs> whatever they put in that thing is like insane. I, feel- I felt like I was on like another world. And um, I saw him hit the pin. I'm like, if he hits this eagle i don't know what i'm gonna do because then once he hits an eagle you got choices to make in terms of where you want to sit right but i just i wanted it so bad it was one of those things i'm like please just hit this i want to see something crazy today and from our angle it went through the sun and you kind of lost it for a second to putt and then it just sat on the edge for a split second and and it was like when you see like the, the camera shake i felt like that was like my brain 
like the whole place just erupted and he did that like tiger two fist pumps and like look towards our grandstand and we're all like i'm waving my hat like like like, like, like <laughs> people used to do in like the 1920s I some old timey guy yep. like, yeah like, like that is the, an old time like, like that's when the like war, a classic when they set the, war, like, the, the uh like the army like the like the navy like when the navy was going away they all waved yep. their hats <laughs> From that's the, what i was doing to sergio on the shore like right along the shore yes, after like, they i'm like off. farewell I'm like, <laughs> Like that's what I was doing to him. I was the only one doing it. Um, and and what's crazy is I don't know if the camera caught this. He threw that ball into the stands, like no, into I the didn't crowd. Know that. Really, it's like a master's like that should be. He should keep that ball forever. That's the eagle that won almost basically one of the masters that yeah. brought him all the way back. Yeah, I didn't much, know he yeah. just gave it to the crowd. So this guy jumps and tries to get the ball and jumps on a woman. Like it was like the most like. Crazy thing I've seen at the Masters. Usually everyone's so polite and everything. Yeah. Like, this ball was so important. That guy and the knew. Guy jumped and like he hurt the woman and he gave the ball back to her. So he he really made up for it. But still, he must have been so pissed because he grabbed this thing. He yeah. snatched it like he dove. Caught Tough it. To, was the crowd like booing him? No, but if he didn't give it to her, it would have been very awkward because like she had <laughs> this. She was like a fifty-five-year-old woman. She was with like her kids, and he like jumped on her to grab this ball. I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Matt Kuchar gave his hole-in-one ball to. Somebody that all biz said looked like you, Frankie Borelli, <laughs> yeah, in the crowd. I saw that. On that Twitter. ball, that ball's got to be worth something. Did, too. Is that? Is, I saw the picture. I didn't know that Kucher gave the ball to that kid. That's he gave insane. the sign it, gave hole in one ball to him. Yeah. Wow. Is there a stat? Uh, do we know how many hole in ones have happened? On did, did they say that? Uh, I we actually in that little pamphlet that they give you, it says in there, but uh, I don't recall. It's not. Like it's not that many. There's it's very rare. There have been a lot more. There in were recent like years. two last year. Is the on problem, Sunday? yeah, yeah. There were two on Sunday last year. Like I feel like that's just like it's just so crazy. Yeah. But previously, that's been crazy. Also, there's no way to transition into this, so we're just gonna do it real quick. Nineteen total. Wow. Wow. Producer on Sunday just on sixteen yeah. on Sunday. No, just not oh, on, on Sunday. Sunday. No, just in total on sixteen. It's a lot still. That's still that's not that many. In tournament play, 81st Masters. I mean, that's all you know, that's you don't get them that often on that hole. I mean, there's a lot of people that play it, but either way, Sunday, just Hold the on, feeling. just real quick, guys. If you aren't already using ship sticks when you idea. travel for your golf trips, you're starting your round a couple over. You've probably seen their ads on Golf Channel and CNBC. Ship sticks picks up your clubs from your home, golf course, office, or hotel, whatever's most convenient, and delivers them directly to wherever you're staying or playing. This is absolutely true. I went to Austin, as everybody knows, last weekend for a big buddies trip. I would be lugging my clubs with us instead of lugging them. I got to use ship sticks, which is. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, Frankie. So, now these guys come to the 16th hole, correct? Yes. What's, what's Frankie's next part of his wild story? What did you see on 16? Did you watch him tee off on 16? Yes. Uh, Sergio, right? We're talking yeah, about Sergio and Jay Rose. Yeah, so Sergio teed off on 16. Because they did, they, I mean, they hit it tight there. Uh, in, in his back, in Sergio's backswing, someone had fake sneeze, and it, like, caused, like, a, like a very big commotion in our grandstand. Wait, Wait, what? A fake sneeze? A fake sneeze, like a, like, 
it, I mean, they could pose it as a, a real sneeze, but it was like a literally an achoo. Like very loud. Like a ridiculous hot shoe. Like from car- like the clouds too. Like like from like back near the restroom. Like someone that was like, that almost was walking by behind like 15 rows of people I'm, standing. I'm trying to think back. I don't remember Sergio reacting. No, he didn't. He just, he, I mean, he hit a great shot. It was right at the apex of his swing. Wow. Like, and he just went right through it. Like people around me were like, I can't believe he didn't stop. Like that's how much of a commotion. Like it was as obvious as one of those when somebody's talking bullshit and you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except it was an achoo. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. Do you think they were just like like a big right Sergio after his, hater? Yeah, it was like right after his eagle had just tied it up. So this guy's like, fuck Sergio. <laughs> yeah. I'm American, give him bleeding, bleeding American blood. Yeah. Never, one. Just a huge U.S. Ryder Cup fan. I never thought <laughs> yeah. I'd see something like that. It was crazy, at the, especially at the Masters. And um, so they both hit great shots. I think, like, I think they were both. They were both very tight. Like, 12. Rose was maybe 10 feet, maybe. And I feel like Sergio was like six feet, but he had a little bit of a slider. Right. So I, I went down from the grandstand at that point, and I tried to find a spot where I could see the green, but also have a clear path to like maneuver myself up to 18 in case it was still going to be a, like a, a tie because I just wanted to get to 18. Right. So I found a spot where I could see everything. It was like the further back you stand, the ball becomes like a little dot, but at least you could see what's going on. So I stood all the way in the background. Um, Closer to the 16 T box, and I, I heard. I just listened for the crowd, and um, I noticed that they were all like, "Oh, when he missed it." And I'm like, "God damn it!" Like yeah. he just screwed up. Like what was going to be the greatest next like final couple holes? Because you know that when you lose a stroke on 16, it's like, how are you going to make that up? Right. 17 and 18 seem like no. Shot that was shot. When he. That was just another one of the many moments today that we were talking about earlier. Where it was like, oh, this is when Sergio blows it. Right. Yeah. Like for a while there, especially after the Eagle, we all, we all forgot that it was Sergio Garcia. Yeah. And then he misses that putt on 16. Yeah. And we're like, okay, yeah. this makes sense. Yeah. And that was the same way we felt on 18, too. But yeah. Yeah. he, yeah, that was just another one of those moments where everyone dropped their shoulders. I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, I was pumped, but. Yeah. Well, Trent's an asshole and he's <laughs> anti Sergio. It's true. Not the asshole part. <laughs> you're an asshole because you're anti Sergio. Okay. Fair enough. Keep going, Frankie. <laughs> So I, I leave that hole so pissed off, but I still I still find the power to 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 rush very to eighteen. Courageous. <laughs> this is very to, courageous. To rush to eighteen, Frankie. we got to transcribe. This is going to be a movie. He's script. been at Augusta National since seven a.m., folks. It's <laughs> yeah. not an easy day. Out. No, folks, he is packed full of. So sports but if you guys you guys know a true, you guys know the way they run this course, so it's very hard to walk across fairways. It's very hard to maneuver yourself around these places. I was hitting. The I was hitting my route in stride. I hit every single cross fairway. I walked across seventeen. I you, walked across every single fairway before that they roped it off. I don't know how I did it. Have you you remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine drives the guy to the airport and she's saying, "I made the right <laughs> yeah. turn here, the left turn here, the light here, the yep. right here." This is Frankie right now. He's pulling. He's pulling every switch. He's hitting every right button. This it is was great. Insane. Also, you can't run no less. There's no running, which like, I found out the hard way today. We were doing our little course tour this morning. <laughs> I was, this was just the foreplay boys, and we walked up to the. But we walked right up next to the 14th green, and I we were like right behind it, and I looked up to the right, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see the pin location," and I ran for like I don't know 10 feet or something less than that, probably maybe less than that. And the only person within like 100 yards was a security guard, and he just immediately pointed at me and was like, "There's no running, sir," <laughs> yeah. and I got yelled at by the like a lifeguard guard. at the local pool. And it's one of those things where he was uphill, so he had to just get going a little bit. 
And as soon as Riggs kind of put his knee up a little bit, the guy was like, get out of here. Right. I wasn't doing like a fucking 60-yard dash. I was no. just like, hey, this is a big uphill you know, slope. I need to get moving here. Yes. Yeah. No running, sir. Yeah. You did run basically right into him. Like, you might as well have bumped into the security I almost guard. plowed him right over. I was so <laughs> excited to see the 14th green. It was crazy. <laughs> the security was very tight at the man. I mean, we couldn't even walk. If there wasn't, like, we couldn't walk across. Or right. Else, or else the, the security guards and police officers were going to tackle us. No, and that's also, just so people understand, for the crosswalks, they have, like, these greenish lines painted mm-hmm. across them. And there's a wide theory among the patrons that, like, if one of your limbs ends up, like, outside of the green line, that you, you just gets, like, it just disappears. It's like a laser, laser force field and your arms just get slanted. Yeah, like, that's like, so everyone's, like, terrified to go outside the lines. I have a story about going outside of the green lines for after. It was, it was, post, okay. it was post-round. It was wild. Okay. Um, which I would have forgot about it. And if you didn't just bring that up, that was huge. I'll put it right, in so my, my notes. So you're right. moving from 16. You're ducking and rolling around security guards. And I get guards. all the way up to 18. I see it coming, and it is packed. I'm like, I, and I had a chair at 18. I don't think I said that. I put a chair down at 18. I bought two chairs. Yeah, I did not say that at the beginning of the show. I, I bought two chairs. Mm-hmm. We went, I went in with one chair. Riggs wanted to go into the pro shop at like 7.30 a.m., so I went in with him and bought another chair. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to put down two chairs, and that's a power alpha move. It's a power alpha move. It's also frowned upon and illegal because... Riggs looked it up after you left us in the in the line wow. of Magnolia Lane. It's illegal. Many people did it, though. Many people. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's also, I mean, it's not just illegal and frowned upon, but Bobby Jones literally wrote that, like, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyways. Long story short, I, <laughs> I, I never even ended up. I thought we were going to get some Bobby Jones shade there from Borelli. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I never ended up. Uh, yeah, there's like a there's also like a little Bobby Jones etiquette like bullshit inside this like little pamphlet they give you. <laughs> Just, not well, a Bobby Jones guy. <laughs> I'll buy as many chairs as I want. I'll buy eighteen <laughs> chairs and put them tells all you, over the court. Tells you not. To, tells you not to boog offers because that's what like is everything what is wrong in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Frankie's going through the thing right the now. Like that, running. The fact that Frankie isn't actually uh, isn't a drunk person right now and he's just high on life is great. Yeah. So. So you're buzzing up to 18. Buzzing up to 18, and I, see, I know where my chair is. It's kind of next to where the swiveling camera is, that, like the boom camera that goes over the whole crowd. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those things are awesome. They're awesome. That they have in like NFL games and right. shit. That's so I was on the right side of that, that originally. That's where my chair was. And it was probably like – you were with me when I put it down. It was probably yeah. 25 rows deep. Yeah. And so, but it was a good view, but it was – Yeah, but you also, also have to remember that people just stand – Towards the end, they just, they all just stand, so it was like very hard to see. So I I walk up to this very overwhelming scene, and I know that Sergio and Rose are coming up seventeen, and we don't know what's happening yet. We didn't see seventeen. All I know is is that in my head, when I walk up to eighteen, I'm, I don't have that much of a rush because I know Rose is going to win in my head. But then I'm standing. Uh, what is that? The tenth tee box uh, by yep. the putting yeah. green. Yep. I'm standing by the tenth tee box, helpless. Like I'm like. I'm not going to be able to see anything. It was 150 people deep, all standing up. Couldn't even see where my, my chair would even – I wouldn't even be able to notice my chair if it freaking hit me in the face with that many people over <laughs> so you there. You have no chance. No right. chance of getting through. No one's believing anyone. It wasn't as much as like a thing that you guys all – remember I said like yeah. how do you just know? Like no one listens. Which Augusta – like that's my chair. They're like, no, it's not. For anyone that's not been there, like Augusta is like – 
they have solved every problem ever imagined by like a large venue. Yeah, cause everything because it, it has the advantage of being in the same place every single year. That's why the concessions work well. The bathrooms work well. Everything moves like a very well-oiled machine. And everyone's afraid of the place. Yes. Right. And so we just assumed when you said that, and you turned out to be right, but you were like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back to my chair when things are winding down on 18 because it's going to be so packed. And we were like, dude, Augusta is Augusta. If that's the rule, which it is, then you put your chair down and you're good, you'll be fine. Everybody. But it sounds like it's just chaos well, at the end of the day. It's it's both. So if you put your chair... So on 18, they have these green lines. So it's basically like they let you know where to put your chair. And it's, but they try and put it in structure, so they they want um, lanes, so you can walk up and down. So they don't let you put your chair on either on the outside of the green lines. Okay. So there are lanes. So if you put your chair on the on the end, it is pretty easy to maneuver yourself in and out. And you can tell people like that's my seat, like just get up. But I was like on the inside by the swiveling camera, and that was like a hundred people away from me. There was no way of me getting in. I'd have to like ask people to get up, and it was so tight that it was impossible. Anyway. I ended up just saying, screw the chair. I'm going to try and find a way in because we look up at the scoreboard and they take Sergio's score down. It's just a blank score now. And we're like, oh, my God, he must have bogeyed again. This is over. I was literally thinking about like leaving. And all of a sudden they put up they, they put up that he got a par and then they put up that Rose got a bogey. And it was 9-9 nine, nine, and the whole place went nuts. <laughs> oh, like now I'm like, let's go. I'm going to see. I'm going to see greatness today. Oh. Like I knew it. You knew what was about to happen. Oh, Frankie, you listen here. Not only did you hear it and we heard it during the live show, they ran it back and showed it in slow motion when they took it down. Did they show it? Oh, yeah. Frankie. Did they, did they show the reaction, though? Yes. yes. You oh. heard the reaction, and then they went another one without sound even on. They just showed the guys putting the score up in slow motion. Yeah, because... Like this thing slabbed, the big slab, like basically get hurled up right and it was like oh the best is the first couple seconds when it's just a it's just nothing yeah and you're like what are they doing back there (laughs) and you knew something happened because they put Sergio's up first i don't know why that meant something it was like we're about to freaking blow the roof off this (laughs) they know what they're doing they're building height right oh yeah i think if it was a dagger they would just put up like rose just got another birdie just immediately it's a a two-stroke it's a two-stroke lead and go to your cars early (laughs) But they did not do that, and it was tied coming down 18. So at that point, I'm like, I have to see it. I cannot just be this 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 low life losers that are. Th- there were people that were just sitting in their chairs, a hundred people back, just watching the crowd. Like, try and see what's going on. Do whatever you can, and that's what I did. I saw these three kids. Heroic. I saw these three kids walking down the alley- aisles that I was telling you about. There's these there's these clear path aisles. And they were all saying, and they're like, how do we get in there? How do we get in there? I'm like, I'm, I'm coming with you. Whatever you guys do, I'm coming with you, right? They're saying, excuse me, excuse me. And they're, they're barging their way through all the way up front while the group is coming up to, the, to their approach shots. So it's just hectic. Like Everyone's standing up. They had already teed off on 18. And no security guard knows what's going on. But we're making our way all the way up to the ropes. And, and we ended up kneeling down on, like, the green line. So it looks like we're sitting. Like, no one knew where we were. I made it up to, like, maybe seven rows off the, the, the sand trap on the right side if you're walking up the green. So I was – so, yeah, the right side of the, of the green. Now seven rows up. So I made it from 100 people back to seven people back. <laughs> so you're, like, perfect basically view right fucking there. Of 18. Perfect view of 18. And another thing that was insane, everyone has to sit down, right? Which you would like, everyone does pretty well. And then when, when the putt is hit, everyone like slowly gets up. I just like stood up. Like I didn't slowly get up. Yeah. And I saw everything. 
like there were people that like wanted to like slowly do it for everyone behind You're them. Like, I'm like I am going to see this moment. I don't. Care. I'm not missing it. Yeah. No. So I was like the one idiot. I'm just standing up and like just <laughs> no one in front of me. Like I wish there was a video or a picture of me because I think I'm just standing up and everyone's sitting down. I'm just watching <laughs> the greatest moment like ever happen. Um. So yeah. So we watched the approach shots come up 18 and everyone's going nuts because those were both great shots. Yep. They were going shot for shot on the fir- on the first time. Did you guys see? Were you able to get a good look at Rose's like bounce that he got on his approach shot? Yes, because it landed like yes. well right at the pit, right, and it bounced and right it, over to like fucking eight feet or whatever, right. And it had yeah, it was going towards the pit. Yeah, yeah, we were all like, oh, like we thought something crazy was about to happen. Yeah, and um, and Sergio was right on the pin also. It was unreal. I think Sergio ended up get, getting within. Yeah, he, he was, was closer. Tighter. Yeah, because so then Rose, so then they go up to miss or they go up to putt. Rose. Barely misses. And we, think, Barely it's misses. we think it's over because Sergio's that. That's Sergio's moment. Just make that putt. Yep. This is your time. You just had the most incredible couple of holes. You somehow have a chance to win the Masters, and he pushes this putt like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I still haven't seen the replay. Yeah, I just saw him. We just it's saw bad. him in the media room, and he was like, I hit that putt perfectly. I just misread it. I don't know how true that is or not, but it was not even close to going. He looked no. like he just like. It didn't even follow through all the way, and it just pushed off. To I the mean, right. I, I'll believe him that he misread it, but like, if if that's true, he misread it by like a fucking like, like six a, inches. Yeah, and it was he like, wasn't even close. Yeah, it was only a five footer. And that when was, you look, yeah, yeah maybe st- when yeah. you looked at him standing on that green, you like after he had missed that, he looked dead. You he's need- just he's just standing there like no way did that he's looking at his caddy like did i just do this the since, whole world thought it was over at that yeah point. since you haven't probably seen anything if you go to the foreplay twitter there's a video a slow motion video looking at sergio as he misses it kind of going like this the crowd behind him is, is unbelievable everyone's just like our hands up like, yeah. everyone's devastated i couldn't believe it because i thought he really fucked me because i had the greatest view ever and then he missed. He it fucked goes, me. I like that. It's it, go, like, it goes. It's all a, about Frankie. It goes to a playoff. All right. Before you get to the playoffs, let me read. I'm gonna do an ad read. All right. Yeah, oh sure. yeah. I How's like that, that transition? Awesome. I like that. All right. Let's pay. Hey, let's, let's get criminal. that money. Let's, we need this money so we can keep doing these podcasts. Keep coming on these trips. Yeah. Lord. Wait, wait to tease right, it. Man. We don't know what's coming next, yeah. Frankie. We're gonna tease it. <laughs> Let's tease this shit. All right. Mattresses, mattresses, mattresses. Today's episode of Foreplay is brought to you by our friends at Lisa Sleep. Lisa is an innovative mattress company, and more important. Larry Two sponsor. Are we are we actually putting the Larry Two sponsor thing in there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big okay. Larry Two sponsor. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Who has completely improved that dreaded old school mattress buying experience so much so much so our fearless leader invent, invented a tagline for them. No one wants to spend hours visiting those awkward showrooms where you're forced to spend thousands of dollars on a subpar mattress. Lisa has changed the game, so now you can enjoy the comfort of a luxury mattress at a fraction of the price. The Lisa mattress starts at just five hundred and seventy five dollars. It is quickly and conveniently ordered online, made to order, and shipped compressed in a box to your door within days. Unboxing the mattress, which is half the fun, took me less than five minutes. Not sure about ordering online? Lisa provides a 100-night risk-free trial along with free shipping so that you can properly try out the mattress in the comfort of your own home. So what makes this mattress different? At Lisa, it's all about the quality. The incredibly comfortable Lisa mattress is 100% American-made and comprised of three high-quality foam layers that provide cooling, contouring, and pressure relief. With over 10,000 five-star customer reviews, you can trust that this mattress is the right pick. Go to lisa.com slash backslash barstool, that's B-A-R-S-T-O-O-L, today to receive an exclusive $75 off the Lisa mattress just for you stoolies. Wow. This phenomenal ending to Frankie's story 
is also brought to you, folks, by our friends at BetDSI, BetDSI.com. Uh, I love to gamble, huge gambler. If you like excitement, you like excitement in sports, like Frankie's talking about right now, you got to invest. You got to make sure that you have a vested interest in how it turns out. The best way to do that is BetDSI. Been in business over 20 years, top rated business. It's safe. Like I said, I play there. It's safe. It's quick. You get your money out. When you win, hopefully you don't lose. Go to BetDSI. Check out BetDSI.com. Check out our offer. Uh, it's a free $25 bonus for first-time registrants. Use the promo code GOLF25, that's golf two five to claim this limited-time offer. They're also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings, like I mentioned. Fantasy matchups, player versus player wagers, if you like to wager on golf. Uh, hundreds of wagers on PGA, NBA, NHL, NASCAR, F1, UFC, the list goes on. BetDSI.com even has live in-game wagering on major sporting events. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI.com. So please use GOLF25 promo code for your limited time offer. Try BetDSI.com right now. Go there now. All right, Frankie. A lot of ad reads on this show. I love this. We're it's a popular show. Slinging the money. Trying I wonder to... why I was able to go to the Masters this week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's all starting to make sense. This is, in, this is insane. So... <laughs> all right. Playoff holes. Yes. And I also want to say before we get to the playoffs, I was telling you guys, there is nothing quite like the silence at the 18th green when someone is, is putting. Like, I mean, I've never been there for any other championship, but I would assume that it's like that every single year. So I cannot imagine standing on that green with the ability, like, like, like Sergio did, with the chance to win. And, I mean, it's so quiet that, like, I feel you can hear your heart Well, beating. it's one of those things, too, where that type of quiet is deafening because it's impossible to imagine having that many people in one area and nobody's making any noise. Right. It's, it's, just, it's, like, eerie. Right? It's very eerie. It's so un- eerie. Believable. And even, like, you said you're not sure because you've never been there any other time. It is true. When you're walking around, like, Thursday or Friday, though, it's a much more relaxed environment. So, you, like, people might be putting on the third green or something and right. people are walking by talking. So, it's a little bit of, like... A steady type of noise. This sounds like it was a lot different. And everyone just stops moving. They all sit down, and it's just like eyes focused. And once he touches the ball, they go nuts. Like, go oh, get in the hole. It's just insane how it just it's just a light switch. Well, that's another thing with the no phones. If in a moment like that, in any other tournament, people are kind of holding up their phones, maybe right. rustling around a little bit. There, everyone's laser focused on one thing. Right. So there was a phone controversy where. Uh, I don't. I don't think you guys knew this, but there was a guy in there who was on his phone, and when Sergio missed his butt, there was like a super close up of his reaction, and the photo went viral because there was a guy right behind him with like his phone up in the air. Oh man! I guess uh, it turns out some guy emailed us and was like, "Yeah, the guy." Frankie's looking at the picture right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy. Wait a minute. I think I have that guy's card. That's the guy that was with us. The Snapchat, Snapchat guy. Snapchat guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it, I have that guy's card. Have a day, Frankie. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it turns out the guy's like okayed because he's a Snapchat guy. There it is. Can we say his name? I don't know. Oh, I don't know if we should blow no, him up. I wouldn't. But wow. Exclusive here at Foreplay. I want to see his name. We have the it. infamous Masters phone guy's name and card. We do, wow! But I, it sounds like he was—he wants to do—he pe- wants to do pizza reviews on Snapchat. I mean, I talked to the guy for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you 
You were, you know, in uh, Forrest Gump when he's like involved in all the historical yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you I right also now, Frankie. I want to point that out. Like, it seems like we're just recapping the Masters. Like, this is what I saw. No, no, so no. It's like, no, this is we're better not, though. This no, is this better is though. Awesome. No, no, I'm saying like people must think like we're just talking about each hole. No, we're talking about the things I saw. Like I saw each hole. Like me. Frankie was like, there. We're not, not just you. like we're not just yeah. saying. Oh, here's the eagle. I see what here, you mean. Here, like I'm saying, like this is actually like we're recapping how somehow. I mean, I, it sounds so douchey, but it's like, like who who ends up at all those holes? It's impossible. So uh, you fr- just you think it's like a freak luck, or were you just a genius freak luck. navigator? Freak was luck. Was it old caddy eyes coming no, through? No, freak luck. I went to the concession stand. I'm like, you know what? I'll, like 16's right here. I step up to 16, and there's a hole in one. The next shot. <laughs> that and then I go to the bathroom. I see Sergio hitting that tree. I go back, and then I see him hit a, uh, uh, an eagle on 15. Trent nailed it. You are literally Forrest Gump. You're the Forrest Gump of the 2017 match. It sounds fake, but it's like I, this is the moments I wish I had my phone because I would have been capturing every second of this. But then I it think it's better retold it like be this. As like genuine. Like I watched everything, and I'm looking through holes to see things. It was on. You were so excited when you real. came back to the house, got on the door. You're like, you came in. Wanted to start talking and said, I'm going to save it for the show. Turned right back around looking at us and started telling us everything. Right. Everything. <laughs> he did the same thing to me and Octagon Bob. We went up to Five Guys to pick up Five Guys closer to the course. Frankie's walking down the street, meets us at Five Guys, comes over. We're like, Frankie, we have this plan. We're going to save it for the show. You're going to tell everybody what it was like to be there at the Masters on the podcast. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. But I have to tell you guys about it. Like, and just starts going, going and going and going. Right in my eyeball. Anyway, so... The deafening noise, which we were talking about, I have to – you can't always put it on the player like that. It's going to happen. I mean, I know it happens to Sergio all the time. But at that moment, I thought it was done for him. And like I said before, before when we were teasing it, I thought he had fucked me at, the, at that moment because when it went to the playoff, they were clearing that aisle out, and I got spotted big time. Oh, by like security. And they're like, you can't be sitting here anymore. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. I was just five rows – away right i'm like and now i'm gonna fucking be in the boondocks like this is insane that he missed that putt it would have just been over it would have been the perfect day but now i'm not gonna see the ending but then i found another aisle (laughs) old caddy eyes i found another aisle i was a little bit further away at this point still in the same area Mm -hmm. by the by the boom by the boom camera so now so so here so here's the view i had of the playoff hole i'm standing next to that camera again, but on the other side. Now I can see the guy who's maneuvering the camera has a huge HD screen. This is like a serious camera. Okay. And he and he is getting the live broadcast feed on his screen. So we're kind of like looking at his camera and he's moving around and we're all like, oh, like we're moving <laughs> with him. And we see just in the corner, because I, I mean, you probably know more than I do, people like he sees like a like a transparent version, like in the top left. So he always knows what's live, and then his he always sees what he's filming. Peter's he, shaking his head like, he, yep. yeah, he could see what's live on on TV at the moment. And we see them zooming in on like the trees and a ball, and we're all like, what's going on? <laughs> like something's crazy's happening. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, I think that might be Rose. And then they zoomed in on Sergio on the tee. I'm like, let's eat right now. <laughs> Something about that. <laughs> so at that second, I I started moving. I moved away from the TV, and I'm like, I got to get back up to the ropes, and I, I did my little thing, and, and at this point, I was getting discovered by everyone. They're like, this kid doesn't have a chair up there. 
I'm the only idiot doing this. Like, I felt like an asshole, which I was. Like, I am the asshole. That and was it's like, funny because going into, like, when we left you, you were like, I'm really nervous about the process of going to the 18th green. Right. You're like, I don't want to, like, upset people and kick people out of my yeah. chair. And I was Instead, very adamant about, like, this whole thing. Like, yeah. how do I sit at 18 all day and then someone can just tap me on the shoulder and just, like, bump me out? I'm like, yep. that's, like, the most dick thing ever. And, and then I'll now here you yeah. come. Buzzing. Down the aisles, kicking people out. Buzzing off sports drinks, just <laughs> right. having a good old time. Because I knew that I had to finish this night, this day, with like, I had to see the final moment. You cannot experience that day without seeing that last puck go in. And I found my way into another spot where I didn't even have to kneel at this point. Everyone was standing. It was, we were like doing like a little like half stand. Because at this point, I wasn't as close as I was the first time. I was kind of like behind where a group of people were sitting. So I was like the first person standing. It was actually really nice because like no one was in front of me. I was saying they were all very polite. I think I was in like the CBS Condoleezza Rice area and like no one was like rowdy. So Here comes like, Condi again. Right. Yeah. Oh, you haven't said have you, on the podcast you were by Condoleezza Rice. Is that true? Well, well, when I, well, she had like 50, she had like, Oh, 50, that's right. That's right. She had like a right. thousand chairs behind 18. Like, I don't know what like type of pull she has there, but it's like insane. She's a member. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But um, not that she's a member. I'll yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna, I was, we were just going to let that no, go. No, 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 no. Like the story, no, the, the, like, the yeah, the story no, Frankie no. told on the podcast was good, but he's a little misogynistic. No, no, no. The, the fact that she had so many chairs, it was just like mind-blowing. <laughs> um, but So playoff. Yeah, the playoff comes and uh, and we noticed that we didn't really see this like punch-out everyone's talking about, which apparently, I don't even know if it was a punch-out. By, by Rose, the second shot in the playoff. So it looked – he was underneath a tree, and it looked like he was trying to hit, like, a a really low, hard iron that would get up near the front or Did of the he green. have a look? He – he. But it was the, – the tree was hanging really he, low. Yes, he had a look, but he couldn't hit the ball, over like, three feet off the ground. And he Sergio hit it smoked low, his ball. Right down the middle of the if, I bet Rory could. You remember that shot we saw earlier right. in the tournament, Frankie? Yeah, Oh, it was, boy, do I remember So that. he had to hit it – he had to hit it really low. And he kind of like almost like blade topped it a little bit. It looked like and it yeah. dribbled out just barely closer than uh. Sergio's ball was. Uh. So they were almost the same distance. Then he had a stroke. Exactly. Unreal. So we didn't really know what was going on at that moment. We see Sergio hits the ball. Great shot up onto the green. Yep. A lot of spin. It was like right on the pin. Mm-hmm. He had a nice look. It was a little bit of a downhill putt, which he always gives himself on that hole, it seems like. Like he gave himself basically the same putt almost. It was a little more... Yeah, it was a little. Uh, it was a little. If you're looking at it, a little more from right behind the green. It was a little left. Of okay, because right, he right, was right. right on the pin. Right, right. Okay, the first time. But um, we did. We all knew that that something had happened at the tee. We didn't know that. Like at the moment, our side did not know that he could have two putt and one. Okay. Oh, wow. that's awesome. But like, we had the feeling. So when Rose missed the putt, we're like, oh, like. This is basically over, we're guessing. But we all were like ready to react as if he won when he hit that putt. We so it was go- a big deal for him to make that instead yes, of two putt on our side. Gotcha. Because we didn't Which, we couldn't tell what was going on. It's hilarious how much this speaks to what being at the Masters is like. Because right. you have no phones. There's no video screens. There's nothing. It's right. just the same way that they found out how the tournament was going in nineteen thirty four is yeah. how you find out now. Like I almost like it almost sounds stupid to admit, but like when like after the round it ended, like I looked up and like he won by two? Like that's how insane that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you? I'm like, he hit that putt. I thought, I thought if he would have missed that putt, we were going to a playoff. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. If he two puts that, how different is the reaction from the crowd? Like, I think I'm like, I'm happy because I think he saved himself. 
not like that he just won. Gotcha. And that would have been very like an embarrassing feeling, and like it would have sucked because yeah. it wouldn't have been true. Yeah. It's also crazy, like how raw. All of this is from Frankie that he hasn't seen any of the shots. Yeah. Right. He hasn't seen any of the replays. Frankie just we basically dragged him straight from the course right into this bedroom. We have right. five of us in a bedroom right now. Tech guy Pete's on the floor. Rob's in his WrestleMania chair again. And and he's wearing Zubas. <laughs> We're so cranking out a golf podcast. You're bringing home a WrestleMania chair. I'm bringing home a Masters chair. Yeah. Ooh, that's a pretty yeah. good like check baggage right there. Amazing check baggage. Guys are on a good run. Great learn. Great run. Great run. Uh, all right, Frankie. So, when, I mean, now that it's over, you guys went nuts. You said it was like complete chaos there afterwards. Complete chaos. They did not do the green jacket ceremony on the on the on the uh, 18th green. Everyone just started packing up their shit and they all left. And I thought like I thought I was outsmarting everyone. Like everyone stopped leaving, and I started walking closer to the green. I'm like, you guys are all idiots. I'm about to see like the greatest ceremony of all time. And they're like, <laughs> no, Frankie, you're an asshole. Like they're doing it inside like Butler, uh, Cabin. Butler Cabin. And they gave him like the trophy. Uh, they give him like that trophy of like the building, it's the clubhouse, yeah, yeah. the clubhouse. Uh, they give him that on the first tee, which is so random. Um, yeah, that is weird. I would, yeah, I thought, I, figured, I thought they did some ceremony on the 18th. They did it on point. the first tee, like because like there was. I mean, I don't. I still, like I said, I haven't seen anything, but there was like total chaos at the first tee, and like things were roped off, and we couldn't walk until after some until after everything had happened. Then it all um, released, and what I said before that some crazy shit happened on the way out with the green lines. Yep. Yeah, someone um, had reached out over the green line, started just ripping grass to like put it in their pocket, and like this guy came over and like smacked his hand, and like the grass like pedal- like the grass just like fell out. It was like a movie <laughs> scene. It was like no, and just like literally like, smacked his hand. He's like, "You're not like, what do you think you're doing?" And the guy's like, "What?" Like it was like an older man, wasted, drunk guy, but he was like deep into the fairway oh wow. like he went out because like he went out we were walking across the first tee and he was maybe i'd say seven or eight steps out into the fairway like going towards the bunkers that's a no and the guy like smacked his hand and like pushed him back into the green like i thought we were gonna see like a taser and like an arrest for like ripping grass out of the, out of the that's floor. that's a ballsy move at augusta national where we've we've established this week that it's international waters at augusta like, we yeah. thought that guy was like making a run for it we saw him turn left and he just started walking up the up the fairway we're like where's this guy going I kind of did something similar today. True. I took an azalea. Wow. For our Facebook Live pre and post show, we needed a set piece. Wow. Just snapped it right off which the Which weren't blooming behind in uh, Amen Corner, which is very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Um, over by the me- – so they had the brand new media center. Yeah. And so right by the media center, kind of a little F you to the media right. from Rob. Yeah. Uh, he just picked the flower on the way home Riggs, as we left. Riggs, didn't you put a uh, – like a – Broken tree branch on your in your pocket. Uh, I did, and then I took it out because it got tree sap all over the inside of my pocket. Right. Okay, which turns out <laughs> like tough. renders your pockets useless. Well, yeah, you don't want to be reaching there like oh no, shit. which I then it's it's habitual at that point. So I kept reaching and getting tree sap all over my arm, and I just so I removed it. Tough, it a, tough times that I got. It was a mistake. <laughs> it was. I had like it wasn't like you folded it. It was a big branch, and you folded it up and stuffed in your pocket. Like I'm going to give this to my brother. I was so excited. I was going to give it to my brother. My brother was going to get a tree broken tree branch from the tenth hole. The sap was too much at Augusta, and then there's pine needles and shit in my in my pocket with the tree sap. It was bad. So your brother's going to hear this and be like, "You couldn't just deal with a little bit of sap and a couple of needles." Yeah, give me a, a treat. Yeah, he would have really liked it. I think tenth's his favorite hole too. So I was all pumped up about it, but uh, anyways, I think that's that's a wild first hand 
telling of what happened today. Speaking of grabbing things, I, I mean, I know I don't want to keep going back, but no. someone was like grabbing acorns and saying they were just going to start like growing trees in their in their yard from masses. Is that like <laughs> a Augusta thing? National makes people do weird things. Can you like just grow a tree from an acorn? I don't know if that's how it works. Aren't they? Are those? The I'm seeds? not an agronomist. Agronomist. What is it? I mean, I just searched. Can you grow a tree? From Somebody's got to know that. That's word. like a, you spelled that so wrong on spell check that it doesn't even have. It a says suggestion. step back and watch your acorn turn into an aragami. Aragami. What is Ar- the arborist? Perhaps. Oh yeah, there you go. Pete, you go. can you grow a tree from That's an acorn? What? Acorns are uh, seeds. Yeah, so this guy's just going to grow a bunch of like oaks. Be like these are Augusta from Augusta National. Yeah. That's like he thinks he's just going to start his own Augusta National. I mean, he had like 50 acorns. Like he was like in his backpack. <laughs> That's how weird that place is, though. This takeaway from this weekend, everybody knew going in that that place makes you do weird things, but it's a piece of history. When we were walking around there uh, earlier today, we felt like we were walking in the 50s because yep. everybody's dressed up. There's no cell phones. Everyone's ready to go. Frankie's waving his hat like a sailor from the 50s. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it makes you do weird things. And out in front of the clubhouse by like the big oak tree, they have like this patio area with like tables with little umbrellas on them. And it literally felt like we were like, we definitely should have been in the 50s. The way everybody's dressed. You know, you know what this place reminded me of? You know, the movie, the greatest game ever played, Child yeah. Buff. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And the feeling in that movie where like, when I was on one today, the feeling of like when they announced them. And like, here's Rory McIlroy. And then like the way they like everyone just like applauded and everyone was paying attention and the way like the players respect the course, it felt like an old school, like, like, like that movie. I really felt like I was in that movie this week. Like it was insane. Like I felt like this, like I felt like it was the greatest, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, it's a different feeling when you're in this place. It feels like a theme park, but a sporting venue. It's it does. It, we we kept saying that it feels like Disneyland or something. Yeah. The way that everything's just so perfect. The way that they even like shuffle you around. Even, how efficient it is. Even how immaculate you, it is. When you first get there, you grab a shoe with all the tea times on it. It's like you're looking at like what rides are we going to go on? Right. Yep. But it's tea times. It's like what groups are you going to go? And find? walking from hole to hole, you walk like in a spot. It's like underneath these like huge, humongous trees, and it's perfectly paved. And there's like. Rivers running below you. It's like insane, the detail. I was walking like by like a restroom all the way in the back by like Amen Corner, which probably doesn't even get that much like traffic. And it was like the most beautifully like paved place I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I'm like, how do they keep this much attention? Yeah, and it's like back in the woods. It's yes. like somehow taking a piss in a urinal was really peaceful. Right. <laughs> right. It's fucking lovely. Place is just lovely. Uh, all right. I mean, we've been here all week. This is basically seven days in Augusta for the boys. Yeah, full week. Which is a really long time. The Masters delivered. Uh, we talked about it pretty exclusively on our post show, but we got a great firsthand account from our boy Frankie Borelli. I think was amazing. I think everybody was kind of on the same page in terms of like once Rose started to get a two, three shot lead, you really just wanted it to be tight. Did not expect it to be as good as it was. No. No, no, no. We got one of the better endings. I'm, I mean, I'm blanking on the recent endings, but you don't get guys tied on 18 nine under just like going at it especially playing in the same group right you very rarely see that and then on 18 the 72nd hole they both hit it really tight and then they both missed which was shocking yep uh you don't get you don't get three scoring changes in the last four holes no between the leaders with the eagle yeah that was wild you don't go from from uh sergio down one to even and then sergio down one on the next hole on 16, yeah. then back to even on 17. Yep. That was crazy. You, so, yeah, really, like, 
Then if you count, I guess if you would count the, the playoff. playoff hole, it would be, what, four out of five holes? It's insane. There was, yeah. a, there was a scoring change on four of the last five holes. <laughs> like, why, does, why did that happen today? Because <laughs> you were there, Frankie. And, Frankie and because, Rally was there. The pizza maker. I sometimes think I'm going to wake up and like this is all going to be a fucking like, nightmare. Like, like I'm like in hell or something. Like somehow, Well, you're like, going to be going back to work for Dave Portnoy. Uh-huh. Yep. That's true. Yeah, you're gonna have a wildly different. Like going to a pizza review tomorrow may be like the death of me. <laughs> like I just like I ate like nine pimento cheeses today. <laughs> like I was on like I was in heaven today. Yeah. And tomorrow I'm like at 99 cent fresh pizza on like 42nd Street. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and, and I, uh, we talked about this on the post show. Shout out to us for seeing Sergio at Publix at the wow. beginning of the week. Yeah. It's a four play buck. Credit four play. So you, I mean, we should be invited by mini pro golfers to every major that we can see them at a local grocery store. We saw him uh, Monday night at Publix. We said he looked hungry as shit. Turns out he was. Won the Masters. Hungry for that jacket. Great week. Uh, anybody got anything else? Or are we done here? I, no, I don't, think, I don't think so. This was an awesome week. I mean, we got to come down here. We all got to hang out. Uh, Frankie got to live the dream for a day. We was, all did. Man. Frankie, thank you for living the dream so that you could tell us about it. Well, yeah, then thank you to Natty Light. Honestly. Yeah. We got to shout out Natty Light. The Natty Shack was... A phenomenal time. It was. Never got shot da- shut down, which is great. There were some concerns of that. Could have been more fun. Smiley Kaufman, Smiley's Army. Those yeah. guys were great to hang out with. They were. So Natural Light, thank shout, you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to Elise Lobb and Paige Brandon for coming on the radio show. Yep. At the Natty Shack. That was fun. Shout out to our guest Frankie Borelli, the pizza maker. Mm-hmm. Thank Came you. on a couple of our shows as well. Thank my, you to you guys. My favorite guest so far has been Frankie Borelli. Yeah, Frankie. Postmasters drunk on sports drinks. Frankie Borelli like, is my That's favorite, what people bro. don't understand. I'm literally drunk on like a, a sporting event. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even see straight. It's great. He's it's animated, just, it folks. Does, it just doesn't happen. That stuff just doesn't happen in real life. Like when you see it like that, it just doesn't happen. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place to start. That's it's Masters not- Week. Nobody does it better. Keep hitting it hard, man. How about you?